Hey guys, this week's podcast brought to you by Go Wild. Y'all have heard me talking about Go Wild for some time now, the all new social media app for the outdoor community. If you're tired of the hate, hey, there's no anti-hunters, no folks telling you they hope that your kids get run over by an 18-wheeler because you went out and shot a white-tailed deer. None of that on Go Wild. Uh, Just a great group of like-minded folks who share a passion for hunting, fishing, and the great outdoors. And get this, Go Wild has also partnered with Houston Safari Club. An organization that has donated uh, $3.5 million in hunter-funded programs. And also, get this, they've put $2.1 million into scholarships for hunters. So obviously, Houston Safari Club doing a lot of great things. They see the value in working with Go Wild. And I think it's a great partnership. So I encourage you to check them both out, of course. And I'll see you over on the Go Wild app. Tonight it's hard to find the words That make sense of what occurred Forgive me while I figure out Just what this song's about Good morning, good morning, good morning, sweet, beautiful Texas and beyond That's the Steve Canyon Rangers Bad Night Kicking things off for us right here on the Lone Star Outdoors show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. I'm your host, Cable Smith, and there's no place I'd rather be than talking hunting, fishing, and the great outdoors and all that implies with you fine folks. Uh, Thanks to our presenting sponsors, as always, Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. We appreciate their support, and uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today, as I don't know what most of y'all are doing this time of year, I can tell you right now that for me, it's all about uh, really putting in the time with my bow. September elk season will be here before we know it. Also, better shoot some sporting clays because dove season will be here. (laughs) God, it's like, what is that, 45, 50 days away now? Goodness gracious, time flies. And then of course, I hope you've got your cameras out, your filling feeders, putting in the time at the Deerly Ranch. Uh, and going over pictures with your lease mates or buddies, deciding what bucks are going to get the green light and which ones are going to get to go another year. Uh, but that's always exciting as well. And, uh, man, it's a little tougher to find the crappie this time of year, but they're there 25, 30 feet, as we'll get into here in just a minute with our good buddy Greg Pavor. Uh, but I'm jumping the gun there. Here's what's on the show for today. We will visit with... Greg Pavor of Pavor Outdoors. You're not going to believe what a crappie did to Greg recently. It's a fascinating story, one that put him in the hospital yet again. Y'all might remember his rattlesnake bite uh, from last summer. Well, he was back in the hospital this summer, and it was at the hands of a crappie. (laughs) Greg will tell us about that, as well as give us the lowdown on on what the slabs are biting right now. And, uh, And after that... A fascinating uh, discussion with Dr. Georgia Ede. She's a nutritional psychiatrist who focuses on mental health and has come to the realization that meat is necessary for the human brain to function at max capacity. Uh, Without animal protein, our brains are not getting the nutrients and essential vitamins that we need. So is veganism a disease? Hmm. I don't know. I think it is. Uh, We'll discuss with Dr. Georgia Ede coming up here in just a bit. 
And then we'll round out the broadcast by checking in with Larry McCoy, our old pal from the Outdoor Group and Elite Archery. Uh, we'll discuss the new Elite Ritual, the latest from Slick Trick Broadheads, and much more. So get ready for a little archery discussion at the bottom of the hour with Larry. That's what's on the docket for today. So you know what to do because we're all set to rock and roll. Pull up that stool a little closer to the campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old thermos, the one that your granddaddy passed down and probably still has mud caked on it from the 2012 waterfowl season. At least mine does. Uh, But pour yourself another cup because we're ready to go here. And uh, you know what? Before we take a quick break, let's do a giveaway. How about a Vortex Optics cap, sticker, and T-shirt? A longtime optic sponsor, Vortex, recently sent me a box of swag here, and I've got uh, some of their new gear. So email the word Vortex. Email it to LoneStarOutdoorsShow at gmail.com. We'll get you entered into this week's Vortex giveaway. And then our, what are we in? Gosh, it's already July. Uh, Our July photo of the month contest is going on. And we've got a Stealth Camp DS 4K HD video camera. Well, it's a trail camera, but it's the only one out there offering 4K uh, technology. Retails for 300 bucks. Email your best hunting, fishing, or outdoor photo to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. We'll get you entered into that contest as well. And then our, uh, our monthly winners from 2018 will square off at the end of the year for a chance to hunt trophy, axis deer, or black buck with me down at Coons Canyon Ranch in Rock Springs, Texas. So another great grand prize hunt package brought to you by Coons Canyon Ranch, which is where we're headed this weekend for Guns and Guitars 4. Mark, David Manders, Max Stalling, Mickey, and the Motor Cars will all be down there. So I'll be posting, uh, probably even doing some live social media stuff from the event. So stay tuned to hear some of their music live on Instagram, maybe Facebook, uh, but we'll keep you updated. And then our hunters will be chasing Axis deer, which works out great because they are rutting right now, and they're rutting hard. Uh, so I expect some big bucks to go down this weekend as well. So follow along on our social outlets uh, for all that good stuff. Anyway, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will... This makes me laugh. Uh, we'll be joined by Craig Favor, and we'll get the details on how a crappie recently landed him back in the hospital. That's coming up next right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. For thinking that my love could hold you, I'm crazy for trying and crazy for crying. And I'm crazy for loving you. Hey y'all, Cable here for Three Curl Outfitters. And whether you want to bow hunt hogs or get after them with thermal imaging and night vision, under the cover of darkness, Three Curl has you covered. They've got the latest and greatest thermal imaging and night vision technology. They hunt unlimited, I mean, just thousands upon thousands of acres of ag fields. Or if you're a bow hunter and you want to sit in a stand, wait for the hog to come to you uh, they can do that as well check it out threecurl.com to book your next hog hunt hi i'm craig boddington i'd like to invite you to become a member of dallas safari club one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations 
As a member, you receive Game Trails Magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffbear for Hoffbear's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffbear's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. Please keep buying your Polaris products from us. Send us your friends, your neighbors, all your hunting buddies, and I promise we'll keep giving the best deals on a brand new Polaris in all of Texas. Whether you're looking for a Polaris for work or play, whether you need a regular Ranger or maybe a Ranger Crew, an RZR, they've got an all-new Ace that you need to come test drive. We've also got four-wheelers from a youth model all the way up to the all-new Sportsman 1000. For your Polaris headquarters, Hoff Powers Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas is who you need to see all or get on the web and contact today. You can check us out at hpolaris.com. That's H's in Hoff Power, polaris.com. Or you can come see us at Highway 84 West in Gulfway, Texas. And folks, Hoff Powers has been in Central Texas for over 50 years now, and we couldn't have stuck around this long if we were steering you wrong. Hey guys, Cable here, and I need to tell you about the Go Wild app. If you've experienced any kind of hatred on social media from anti-hunters, from tree huggers, and the like, then check out the growing Go Wild community. It's free. It's available for both iPhones and Android. It's a great place to trade hunting and fishing stories, recipes, and share some of those bragging board moments of your outdoor successes. Check it out. It's the Go Wild app, available for both iPhones and Androids. Best of me again. On that damn river, both of dealers always win. And I'm gonna lose her to the tables and the gin. The beaches of Lucy. Cable Smith, welcome everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show powered by Dallas Safari Club. So great to be here with you. Thank you so much for making time for me this week. Uh, man, Beaches Up Biloxi, that's a new one there from Mike and the Moon Pies. Love that tune. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. I know I am as uh, we are about to get into an interesting conversation with our hard luck buddy, Greg Pavor of Pavor Outdoors here in just a second. But before we do that, this segment is brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. Grab a 12-pack on your way to the lake. And remember, drink responsibly when you enjoy an ice-cold Lone Star Beer. Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. All right. Well, if you guys and gals remember our good friend Greg Pavor, he's, uh, gosh, we've been buddies with Greg now for 12, 13, 14 years. I don't even know how long, <laughs> but um, we've chased pheasant quail, sandhill cranes, geese, turkey. I mean, if it flies, Greg and I have hunted it together. Of course, feral hogs as well, uh, coyotes. I mean, you name it. We've done a lot of hunting. And then plus, Greg is a longtime crappie and catfish guide, so we've done our fair share of fishing together as well. And uh, going back to last summer, though, we did an exclusive interview with Greg on his situation where he got tagged by a baby diamondback rattlesnake when he stepped out on his front porch there in Seymour, Texas. And uh, the ensuing hospital visit, medical bills, and everything associated with that bite was very unpleasant, to say the least. Well, 
Fast forward to a couple weeks ago, and Greg had another altercation with some wildlife that saw him back in the hospital. And so joining us now, it is my pleasure to welcome Greg back to the program. Yeah, okay. Well, good to, good to hear you made it back from Africa safely. Yeah. I'm, uh, glad you had a good time and enjoyed seeing those all them food pictures. Oh, man. The food was... Like you ate good. Oh, uh, gain weight. You wouldn't think you'd gain weight if you hunted from... <laughs> if you woke up at 5 a.m. and hunted until dark every night, but geez. They, they, they you must want back seconds and thirds. Yeah, yeah. Recreational eating is what we call it when you're full and you go back and eat some more because it's so good. There you go. Although you some go. jackass commented on my Instagram, I shot this steenbuck, which is one of uh, it's one of Africa's tiny tin antelope, and some idiot got on there and was like, "Why? What's the purpose of shooting those little things?" Well, if you're gonna go out, hunt half a day or a full day or whatever, and shoot a 20-pound animal, man, <laughs> going all, all the way over to Africa. Oh, wait, that, yeah. that jackass was you. That's right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you went to Africa to shoot that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, so anyway, well, uh, you could. when did you get uh, your latest mishap, Greg? What, it seems like it was a couple weeks ago. I was looking at your Instagram, and um, you got in a fight with a crappie, and it didn't work out too well for you. <laughs> Everything out here is trying to kill me in the summertime. I don't know. I don't know what to do. You know, I can't stay in the house, but I'm just just out there fishing. <laughs> you know, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. Have the crappie been biting pretty good? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been doing real good the past month on the crappie. Um, you know, you do got to wean out the small ones, but um, yeah, crappie bites been great. What are you um, catching most of them on? They're on the post spawn patterns. I've been doing jigs and minnows. Uh-huh. Um, and anywhere from 15 to 25 foot and, um, find some structure, you know, some trees and some bridges, bridge columns, trees, flooded trees, um, uh, and, uh, or, or even some, uh, brush piles, you know, if you got GPS locations or find brush piles, but, um, they're out there in a little deeper water and they are biting. What color jig head are you having the most success with right now? You know, I like an orange, neon orange jig head with, a, you know, a, sh- a chartreuse body. Right and I also use some hand-tied jigs from Dan's Jigs. Uh, um, he hand-ties some really good ones. I use a kamikaze uh, jig that he makes and uh, and a gold digger. It's pretty good. Pretty good jigs. Well, so let's get back into this crappie that beat you up. Uh, you're fishing with a buddy, and, you know, when we're crappie fishing, it's, very commonplace. They're not. They don't weigh much. You just fling them into the boat, and uh, I think it, I think that's what was going on here. It's what what everyone does, and and all of a sudden, uh, you felt or did you did you feel it or did you just see a little blood or what happened? You know, we were just on as my uncle, uh, one of my friends, Cody, and my mom were you know on the front of the boat catching crappie. You know, it was really good. So we were just picking them up, swinging them in the boat, and um, uh, you know, we go out fishing and. You got fish always hitting your legs or your feet or something, and it's hot outside, so, you know, you're not wearing pants and, and jeans, I mean, jeans and boots, you know. So I'm going uh, to have some shorts on, and I'm a uh, crappie were coming in the boat, and, uh, you know, several of them, you know, just coming in the boat, several of them hitting me, and you don't think nothing of it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I am uh, just looked down at my leg and saw a little blood spot, so I went down there and just kind of, you know, kind of just fling it off or touch it 
and noticed that there was a little bone sticking out. And I was like, what in the world? And then, you know, obviously, like, man, one of those crappie that hit me, you know, I guess one of their spines went from my leg. And, you know, it was just poking out just a little bit. And it's from, uh, like, the dorsal fin of the crappie? Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. It was, um, uh, they got a couple fins on the bottom, uh, their anal fin, but a um, uh, majority of their spines, your, their bigger spines, are in their dorsal fin. Yeah. And, um... How it was swung in, and the angle in the forest was just right. That it just went straight in my leg and broke off, and uh, about the middle of my leg, below my knee. I, you know, just, you know, me, just thinking, oh, I can just pull it out. Well, I went to go grab a needle nose pliers, you know, you know, grab as much of that bone I can get and pulled it out, and it broke off right there on the inside. Oh God! You know, they're so fragile, and then I was like, oh dang, and I'm a uh, my mom, being the nurse that she is, said, oh, we can just cut it out and get a pair of tweezers, you know. And so she got she got a knife and we got a, a bottle of rubbing alcohol and hiding peroxide and, and some You went tweezers. to Walgreens to get all this stuff or what? Well, yeah, yeah we were by a, by a boat ramp and my buddy's boat was, was, I mean, my buddy's truck was right there. I mean, literally five minutes right there. And then Walgreens was just down the road. We were on Lake Louisville. Mom tried to find a scalpel. Well, Walgreens don't sell scalpels, so <laughs> she um, uh, she found uh, your she mom found at this her, point is intent on on just cutting on your leg. Oh yeah, yeah. She worked in the in the critical care you know CVICU, so she she pretty much seen seen it all and yeah. can, wants to do it. But um, uh, she couldn't find a scalpel, so she found a razor blade that um, uh, <laughs> that girls I guess use for cutting their eyelashes, eyebrows. You know, and and so she comes back with some really sharp pair of tweezers and get on my boat, you know, clean it with hydrogen peroxide and alcohol and it burns and and then we'll get cutting it with the scalpel, um, that razor blade and pouring alcohol on it while we're doing it. And um, I I just, yeah, I I was poking around uh, with the tweezers, couldn't find the bone, couldn't find the spine. And I was just about to pass out. I mean, I just, yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. I mean, I got a lot. <laughs> oh. I just couldn't do it. I mean, I, I did some cuts and and feeling around, and yeah, that's about all I could do. And so, so you know, we, I'm, uh, I said, what the heck, you know? And and uh, we actually were only crappie fishing for a couple hours, and the fish were biting so good. I was like, man, you know. Uh, we got to at least catch some more, so we went out and <laughs> fished for about another hour and a half, two hours. That a boy. My legs started, legs started really hurting bad, and I said, guys, I mean, I'm oh, great. This, but Tell me this go. is the same leg that you got <laughs> bit by the rattlesnake. Yeah, it's the same oh, leg I got bit yes. by the rattlesnake, too. <laughs> yes, that's even better. This <laughs> <laughs> leg's gone through a lot of a lot of hell. <laughs> no, just cut the damn thing off, man. Get it over with. That's what my mom said. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so yeah. so you guys went fishing. You finally like, oh, this hurts too bad. Right, we got to we gotta cut this out and get some more yeah. medical attention somewhere. So, yeah, being a Friday, wanted to get to get to some places before, you know, got too late in the day. So the quickest the quickest thing, the cheapest thing for my insurance was go to emergency care. You know, you see all these 24, 24-hour ERs or emergency cares popping up on every corner now. Yeah. And um, so I went to one of them, and, uh, and they took an X-ray, and the lady was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I just you know put a few shots of lidocaine in your leg, and I'll go in there and cut it and pull it out." Hmm. And I said, "Cool." And so she put two shots in my leg, and and came back, and numb, you know the numbing started setting in, 
and um she went and started cutting on it and um oh my gosh it hurt so bad it felt like she was just jabbing her knife at me and had to tell her to stop and give me another shot of lidocaine <laughs> and um, uh, so <laughs> it hurt bad you know i mean it really did my leg was not very numb let me tell you and so she put another shot in my leg at this point and, what um, so if people aren't aware uh last summer was it yeah it was last summer wasn't it you got bit? Yeah, last August, uh-huh. Yeah, so people yeah, last can August. check out that interview. We had Greg on after he actually got bit by a rattlesnake on his porch there in Seymour, Texas, and we talked about all the uh, medical issues and, and what happened after that. So what I want to know is, Greg, and people can find that on the website, by the way, if you want to take a listen to that interview, but what hurt worse, getting bit by the rattlesnake or having this crappie spine buried in the muscle in your leg? You know, to be honest with you, I ha- I've had more pain after two doctors cut on my leg and, and dig in my muscle, more pain with this. The rattlesnake, I didn't, you know, it actually bite me, wasn't painful at all, and the crappie spine going in my leg wasn't painful. But after she was cutting on my leg, cutting deep in the muscle for over 10 minutes, I mean, you could put your pinky in the, in the cut that she cut oh. on me. And it was on a Friday, and she said she had to stop. She said, I can't find it. I don't want to damage any tendons, and muscles deeper in there than I thought. So she sent me over to the ER, and the ER, two doctors looked at it. They took their own x-rays, and they said, we can't do that. Um, uh, we need to send you to uh, kind of like a specialist doctor that removes foreign bodies, uh, foreign particles out of, out of people. Oh, wow. So, you know, I had to wait over the weekend to go to a different doctor on Monday. And so Monday I, I went to the doctor. Lots of Jim Beam um, that weekend, I bet. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it's actually funny. When my mom um, uh, went to Walgreens, my buddy stopped at the liquor store to get me some, some, some Jim Beam or some whiskey to cut my leg open. <laughs> and my mom said, nope, nope, you ain't going to stop in there. So I didn't even, I didn't even have anything to, to drink to ease the pain. Oh my God. <laughs> so I uh, went to the doctor on Monday and he said he couldn't do it in his office. It was, he needs to make the cut bigger. And so the next day uh, I had to schedule an appointment at the hospital, put me under with anesthesia, completely knocked me out. And it took over an hour of the surgery. And uh, he's, he told me, the doctor, that it was one of the hardest things that he's removed. Um, he said that I'm lucky that uh, he found it. And for how small it was, it was about three-fourths of an inch. Hmm. And um, uh, but, but the diameter of the spine is so small um, and embedded in that deep in the muscle, he said it was very difficult for him to do it. And what he did was he was making cuts and taking x-rays at the same time hmm. um, to to not damage anything that, um, any, any tendons or muscles, you know, real deep. And then after that surgery, so two doctors cutting on my leg and my muscle that next day in about five days after my leg, it was way more painful than rattlesnake case, way more. Um, just the muscles, every time I move my leg or my foot in certain directions, it's just excruciating pain. It just feels like you jab me with a knife. I mean, just almost just makes me fall over. Oh my god! But way more painful than the uh, the rattlesnake. Well, I'll tell you what uh, I told you when you got bit by the rattlesnake. Better you than me. 
So <laughs> well, well, learn from this, man. You need to get shin guards next time you go crappie fishing. Oh, right? I mean, I've worn you like uh, shin guards. <laughs> ray guards to go wade fishing, but I've never thought you needed them for crappie. So, man, yeah. uh, you're crazy. like the walking wounded, man. Oh, crazy stuff. Crazy, but they did put me on two antibiotics to keep it from getting infected and two pain pills. But um, uh, one pain pill actually um, did not did not work. Um, it was um, which everyone knows as in um, hydrocoding. Yeah. And um, that did not work because um, it wasn't an anti-inflammatory. Mm. It had to switch up. Uh, and give me a different type of pain uh, meds, which was naproxen, and that is a an story, and that that helped more. Yeah. But uh, it's 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 been a painful experience, that's for sure. And a doctor told me um, uh, that I'm have pain and issues for at least a couple months, and we're gonna see where it goes after that. But um, you know, I walk around and do things, but I'm a you know it 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 does burn and i gotta ice my leg every day but uh yeah yeah definitely definitely more painful than rattlesnake i'll tell you that the life Mm -hmm. and times of a texas hunting and fishing guide (laughs) tell you what next thing you're gonna get you're gonna get attacked by a rabid raccoon and then i think after that you might you might have enough content to start on your own book (laughs) oh man well you know you know out of all things out there cable the worst thing that I'm, i'm in fear of is um the Lone Star Tick that they're talking about is just, again, in the Wichita Falls news this morning. Um, the Lone Star Tick is out there um, and getting more common of biting people. And I don't know if you've heard about that one, but if it bites you, it can make you allergic to red meat. And let oh. me tell you, it wouldn't be nothing worse in life than not eating red meat. Um, and I get, you know, I, I get ticks on me almost every week you know we'll get one or two out there in the pastures and stuff but i hmm. haven't seen a lone star tick but if you google it it's very distinctive you'll know it's very easy to identify but um that that would be a very horrible case are you doing a bit <laughs> right now i haven't even heard about this tick i'll be honest with you i'm gonna have to research it and oh man get a- it's been in the news uh at least twice uh before today this huh. summer wow um, uh, okay. it's widespread throughout the southern United States and definitely southwestern, uh, and uh, it's spreading, and uh, it's getting more and more common. You should really look into it. Oh, we'll have to and, get a biologist on to talk about it for sure. Oh, you betcha. The Lone Star Chick, man, you don't want any part of it. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, hopefully yeah, you not yeah. eating red meat for the rest of your life. I don't think we could be friends <laughs> if you couldn't eat red meat. What would we eat, Greg? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. At hunting camp, when I come tacos. <laughs> hunting with you, I mean, it'd be like, uh, we're having tofu again. I'd be like, I, you know what, Greg, I just don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'd do with myself. I really want well, put some deed on. Uh, I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah. I don't mind oh, rattlesnakes man. and crappie deal, but I don't, you got to eat your meat, so. Yeah, that's right. That is right. But I'm, uh, I did eat that crappie, by the way. I made crappie tacos out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did eat that sucker. Revenge. But, uh, yeah. Yep. But nice. but yeah, look into that tick, and that'd be a good topic. Have a biologist come on and talk about it. Um, Absolutely. We'll everyone should it. be aware of that one. Well, Greg, if uh, folks want to book a trip with you, hog hunting, uh, deer hunting, turkey hunting, crappie fishing, catfish, 
you're a jack of all trades, and uh, if you're not at the hospital, I know you'd like to take people out. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha, you bet. And I'm, uh, yeah, um, you know, anyone give me a call. Uh, you know, my information is on your website. My phone number is nine four zero two zero six six three seven five. Anyone wants to book a trip, but um, yeah, but yeah, um, you know, just you know. Uh, follow so along, Greg. Misadventures. Forms. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, you, and people can follow along your misadventures at uh, Pavor underscore Outdoors on Instagram and also Pavor Outdoors on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. You betcha. All right, brother. That's right. Well, hey, take care of yourself. Uh, hey, I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it, Cable. Always good talking with you. I uh, hope to see you soon. All right. There he goes. <laughs> Greg Pavor, a longtime friend and hunting and fishing guide i tell you what i don't know what's going to attack greg next but i can't wait to have him back on the show in six months or a year and figure out what put him in the hospital most recently so uh, as long as it doesn't kill him i'm all for animals attacking my good buddy right <laughs> what are friends for and that segment of the show by the way brought to you by first light check out the new fall lineup for 2018 it's available on the website at firstlight.com the revamped merino wool line uh, something that you're going to want to have in your pack for elk season this September, or maybe you hunt in the South and, well, like myself, uh, archery opener around October 1st is hot as Hades here as well. So you're going to want to check out the arrow wool uh, lineup, which is going to keep you cool in those warm temperatures. So first light, go farther, stay longer. Up next, we take a look at red meat and its effect on our mental health. Does it really cause all these diseases that the rest of the world claims it does? Renowned nutritional psychiatrist Dr. Georgia Ede joins us next to discuss. You're listening on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. It's in a life that we work out it's hotter than the summer day. Do you have a hog problem at your ranch or deer lease? We have the solution. The System Hog Trap comes in two sizes, 17-foot and 30-foot diameter traps. After you trap the hogs, take the top section off the trap and use it for another feeder site to keep the hogs away from the feeder. The System is both a trap and a deer food plot fence. That way you don't waste your money on just a hog trap. Call 940-391-3669 or visit www.goinfencing.com. That's goinfencing.com. Cable Smith here for Deerview Windows. As a whitetail hunter, nothing is more frustrating than poor visibility in a deer blind. It can flat ruin a hunt. At Deerview Window Company, they manufacture windows solely for the use in deer stand and deer blinds. All of their windows and doors can be custom made to fit your specific openings. Or you can select from standard sizes, from hinged windows to sliding windows and everything in between. Visit DeerviewWindows.com to determine which style window is best for your deer blind. Plus, you'll get a free quote. Deerview Windows, where visibility matters. Have you had the frustration of trying to mount your game camera to a T-post with zip ties or bailing wire, but the first time you check it, find it pointing at the ground? I have. My name is Art Greep with Gunny Art Products. I'm the inventor of T-Mate, the T-post game camera mount. T-Mate is a rugged steel bracket. Just attach your camera to it, slip it over a T-post, and latch it in place. T-Mate will end your zip tie and bailing wire frustration. Order yours today at tpostmount.com. That's tpostmount.com. Dot com. Well, I pulled in, she climbed up, $80 worth of diesel in a pickup truck, and we're heading to J&D's liquor 
storm before they close. When I pulled out, I turned back around. She thought we There's Brian Lumley's Back Ropes driving tonight, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Cable Smith here with you today. Thanks to our title sponsor, Dallas Safari Club, as well as Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. Appreciate their long-time support, and uh, I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in today, whether you are doing so on the radio or catching the show uh, by podcast. I'm just glad you're here, and I'm certainly excited about our next guest. She's a nutritional psychiatrist and meat advocate, Uh, but before we jump into it with Dr. Georgia Ede, this segment of the presentation is brought to you by Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal Imaging. Check out the new Pulsar Helium Monocular. This thing is bad to the bone. I take it in my pack with me everywhere I go. So whether I'm scouting for elk in September or just trying not to blow out any whitetail heading into my deer stand uh, in the dark, this thing tells you where the animals are. It's obviously great for hog hunting at night as well. It's the Pulsar Helion, and you can find it by going to PulsarNV.com. Plus, use my promo code LONESTAR, and you'll save 20% off your order of any Pulsar night vision or thermal imaging optic. All righty. Let's go ahead and bring Dr. Georgia Ede on at this point. I found her blog, started reading some of her takes on nutrition and meat importance in our diet, and figured, man... We certainly needed to have her on the show because you guys and gals understand that absolutely, and I say this with 100% sincerity, I believe that veganism is a disease. You are starving your body of the nutrients that your brain needs to properly function when you embark on this uh, ill-fated vegan lifestyle. Vegetarians too. So unless you have some pre-existing medical condition where you absolutely can't digest animal protein, there's no excuse for it because you're doing yourself a disservice. And uh, all you have to do is, is look at my Instagram page and you will see that the angriest, most vile, mentally disturbed people in this world, a lot of them are vegans. Uh, it's, it's not a coincidence in my opinion. So uh, with all of that being said, and those are my opinions, not uh, the opinions of Dr. Georgia Ede, who uh, we're going to bring on the show at this point in time, but I certainly believe she'll confirm through her research as a nutritional psychiatrist that vegans are starving their brains. And so without further ado, Dr. Ede, it's a pleasure. Thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me, Cable. Absolutely. Uh, so first of all, tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself as a, um, as a professional, you know, what you do, and then we'll kind of transition into, you know, why we're talking today. Sure. Uh, I'm a psychiatrist. I've been a psychiatrist about 20 years, uh, trained in the Harvard system. I've worked in and out of the Harvard system and in college mental health for about the past 13 years, you know, treating college students, faculty and staff. Um, and at, in the beginning of my career, I was a traditional psychiatrist and, you know, prescribed medications and offered psychotherapy. And then as time went on, I I focus more and more on nutritional approaches to psychiatry. So that's what I specialize in now is food and, and mental health. Okay, and that's why I wanted to visit today, going back to the, the food and, and how it affects our mental health. Um, what made you decide to make that shift, you know, career-wise? 
Yeah, um, I think like a lot of doctors who who are specializing now in nutrition, I developed some of my own health problems despite eating the diet that we're all told is good for us. So, you know, I used to eat a low-fat, low-cholesterol, high-plant diet, um, you know, lots of tofu and big salads and Diet Coke and things like that, um, whole grains. And, uh, you know, I developed a lot of health problems that doctors couldn't help me, help me with. And uh, this has happened to a lot of my colleagues as well. And so, you know, we really didn't learn anything about nutrition in medical school. We had maybe a few hours in four years of medical school. And then during my four years of psychiatry residency, we didn't discuss nutrition at all. Hmm. So uh, it turns out that doctors don't really know anything about food. And when, when, uh, when we come across health issues that traditional medicine can't help us with, and if we're curious and we want to learn more, we, we, we discover that everything we've been told about food or just about everything we've been told is completely wrong. Right. So what ended up happening to me, which may be one of the reasons why you, uh, you and your listeners might be interested in my story, is that I changed my diet from a – I was never a vegetarian or vegan, but I ate a lot of plants and was very, very careful with meat and fat and cholesterol. I changed my diet to a mostly meat diet, and that's what took care of the fibromyalgia, the migraines, the chronic fatigue, uh, the IBS, everything I'd been struggling with uh, completely reversed. Uh, And so I felt better than I'd ever felt. But, of course, as soon as I did that, I started to worry that the diet I was eating was going to kill me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, because it's not hard to find a published report about red meat causing cancer, you know? That's for sure, especially when they're proclaiming this, to, you know, worldwide, the World Health Organization. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you switched your diet. How about how many years ago was that? That was in 2007, so just over 10 years ago. Wow. Okay. And so, going back to the things that uh, you know, let's talk about the mental health aspect. What are the the foods, or let's even say this: What are the essential vitamins that your brain needs to function? at, you know, max capacity, and can those things be found in the processed carbs and uh, seed oils that most Americans live off of today? Great question. So uh, the brain actually needs more, obviously the body and brain need nutrients that you have to get from food. These are called the essential nutrients. Some nutrients we can make from other things, but, um, you know, there's a whole list of essential nutrients that we need. The brain actually needs more nutrients than most of the other organs do because it's so highly active. Um, It needs a lot of energy and a lot of nutrients to to extract energy from food. So... um, you can get, there are nutrients in plant foods and animal foods, um, but one of the things that most people don't realize, and I didn't know until I studied it, was that just because a plant food contains a nutrient doesn't mean you can access it. So plants actually have a lot of natural compounds in them that work against you're being able to absorb those nutrients from those plant foods. Hmm. And animal foods, uh, so plant foods are actually missing specific key nutrients that we need. They're, they have no B12, as a lot of people know. Plant foods contain absolutely no B12. Um, they contain absolutely no vitamin K2, and they contain absolutely no EPA or DHA, which are essential omega-3 fatty acids that the brain requires in order to function properly. So if you're eating a completely plant-based diet, no supplements, that's 
that's fatal. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you're not carefully supplementing, which most people don't do, you're putting your brain at risk. Whereas meat, by which I mean meat, seafood, poultry, um, any kind of animal food, contains every nutrient we need in the right form and doesn't contain any of those anti-nutrients that interfere with our ability to extract the nutrients from the food. So meat's really the perfect food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so based off what you just said, it, it kind of sounds like to me that veganism is, or, or even vegetarianism, is a disease. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to lead to decreased mental health. Well, that's a, it's a good guess, but the, we don't have any, well, there are two, two it's points It's really about- to an angry mental state. I mean, because obviously you're on a hunting and fishing show right now, and every day someone likes to, you know, jump on our Instagram and, and give us a... a quality post about I hope your kid gets hit by an 18 wheeler, you know? Um, oh yeah, no, that's, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of venom in the conversation between, between uh, these sides of the debate. And yeah. I receive it as well on my, on my social media oh, accounts. Sure. And it's, it's tough. I mean, I know people have strong feelings about this, but the facts are the facts. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have any reliable studies about whether vegan or vegetarian diets increase risk for mental health problems because so many vegans and vegetarians do supplement their diets. So we, we don't know if that's just as good uh-huh. uh, as getting your nutrients from, uh, you know, naturally from foods that naturally contain them like animal foods, but it probably does help. And, uh, you know, it's really, we don't have any, we don't have the, the science that we need. What I can say is that people who eat a vegetarian and vegan diet are, I believe they're at higher risk, but I can't prove it. We don't have the science to show that. And one, the other problem with that, with being able to answer that question, is that so many people who eat meat also eat, because, because we're told to or because we're used to it, we also eat lots of plant foods like, like grains and legumes that interfere with our ability to get the nutrients out of the meat. Hmm. So um, there are lots of people are at risk, um, and so there are. I see mental health problems in my practice every day in people who eat meat and in people who eat plants. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's confusing. We'll go back uh, to the because, legumes because, like yeah. my my uh, my personal um, family health doctor, you know, he tells me I need to eat more legumes and I don't, you know, like beans and stuff. <laughs> so I don't. Does he, does he say why? Just. Like cholesterol, maybe I don't know. He, he just kind of says you need to be eating more. Like probably because I was like ten pounds overweight, and I'm I'm really into lifting weights and stuff. And he's like, you should stop doing that and and eat more legumes and all this that and the other. So I, I don't know, but uh, it's interesting what you said about them blocking the protein that we or the the essential nutrients we get from meat. Yeah, you know, the beans, all the seeds, so beans are seeds and grains are seeds and nuts and seeds are seeds. The seeds of plants contain, they're really rich in these compounds that fight against our good nutrition. Uh, So all of the seed foods, and we're told to base our diet on those foods, and especially if you eat a plant-based diet, you have to eat those foods because they're the only plant foods that contain enough protein to sustain life. Right. So, and they, they fight very strongly against your ability, particularly to absorb minerals, uh, iron, uh, zinc, and calcium and magnesium. And the brain really needs iron and zinc. You know, about 20% of women are walking around iron deficient. And many people walk around zinc deficient, we just don't usually test for it. So, 
you know, those foods are actually working against us. And when doctors recommend, you know, that you should eat more legumes, for example, they're not basing that on science. They're basing that on a type of nutritional study that's based on questionnaires and guesses. Mm. So that it's not, there's no proof <clears throat> we need legumes, beans, grains, and there's actually not even any proof that we need plant foods at all. So, um, well, I didn't take his advice, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say I'm about 90% carnivore right now. I mean, I, I will still eat eggs, and uh, obviously that's animal protein, but I don't just eat meat. Um, still enjoy the occasional steamed vegetable, uh, asparagus, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, but I don't crave it like I do meat. Uh, but enough about me. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break, Dr. Eid. Come back, and I want to find out what you eat. I know that you recently went 100% carnivore, so let's talk about your diet and some of the health benefits associated with that when we come back. Sound good? Sure. Excellent. And that segment was brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and the Big Chingone. This thing is the Taj Mahal of deer blinds. I've got one out at my lease. It's got carpet, cup holders, shelves, you name it, uh, windows for both bow hunting and rifles. It's the big chingone, and Henry is going to enjoy sitting in that blind with his dad on his first deer hunt this fall. I'm looking forward to that, as there's plenty of room for even up to three people to be comfortably situated in the big chingone, and you can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. We'll be right back with more from Dr. Georgia Ede. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. There's a party up ahead, an angel to my right, I took my hand and brushed Have you had the frustration of trying to mount your game camera to a T-post with zip ties or bailing wire, but the first time you check it, find it pointing at the ground? I have. My name is Art Creep with Gunny Art Products. I'm the inventor of Teammate, the T-post game camera mount. Teammate is a rugged steel bracket. Just attach your camera to it, slip it over a T-post, and latch it in place. Teammate will end your zip tie and bailing wire frustration. Order yours today at tpostmount.com. That's tpostmount.com. Cable here, and we all know that the North Texas weather plays for keeps. That's why you should call my childhood baseball buddy, Phil, with Tech City Roofing. Tech City is a one-stop shop for your roofing needs, offering a 10-year transferable warranty. They don't require money up front or a down payment. They deal directly with your insurance company. Tech City is insured and has an A-plus rating with the BBB. Call Phil Marler at 940-600-8221 for a free inspection. Or email him at phil at techcityroofing.com. That's my lifelong bud, Phil, with Tech City Roofing at 940-600-8221. In the market for a compact track loader? Then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at bobcatadvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas and Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, and now McKinney. Visit BobcatofDallas.com or call 469-586-0000. Hey, y'all. Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. 
That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. If I had a dime for every single time that something was promised to me, I'd have about $235 and not a lot of wait and see what's going to be. Hey, I'm jaded. There's a little cross-Canadian ragweed bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoors show. I'm Jake Smith. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks to DSC, our title sponsor, as well as Lone Star Beer, and our friends over at Off Power Polaris. In just a second, we will continue our discussion with Dr. Georgia Ede regarding mental health and the effect that animal proteins have on the brain as far as providing necessary nutrients that you're never going to get in a vegan or vegetarian diet. Uh, But before we do that, this segment is brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I'd like to invite you to become a member, join in the fight. These people that make up DSC, I'm one of them, we're passionate about hunter's rights, education, and conservation. For more information, look us up at biggame.org. We'd love to have you. All right. uh, Well, Dr. Ede, thanks for sticking around through the break. And first thing I want to ask you at this point is whether or not you've gone full 100% carnivore diet. I am right now. I started, I've experimented with it before. I mean, prior to this, I was probably 90-ish percent carnivore. And about, I'd say about six weeks ago, I started what's now the longest uh, period of time that I've done 100% carnivore. How do you feel? Oh, I feel great. I feel great. The only thing that I I haven't been able to like totally cut out on is the beer. I just, I still like to drink my Lone Star (laughs) beer. So, uh, other than that, you know, I could probably go 100% carnivore. Uh, you have to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And uh, and I do like the way some vegetables taste, you know, like uh, I certainly like Brussels sprouts and, and steamed vegetables sometimes, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't. they don't have to be a part of my diet. You know, I don't like crave them. Like if you told me I couldn't eat meat, I think I'd probably want to punch a hole in the wall after a day or two. <laughs> uh, have you always eaten that way? Did you change your diet at a certain point? Okay, so I host a hunting and fishing show for a living, so my freezer is full of meat anyway. Um, I usually cook at home and, and we eat pretty organic on that, on that side. Um, but, uh, I'm sure, you know, Dr. Sean Baker or have heard of him anyway. Absolutely. And we had him on the show probably four months ago. Mm-hmm. So I just, after that, I started cutting out more like, you know, no more French fries and pasta and things that I traditionally had eaten pretty much all my life. Uh, you know, tacos, like the tortillas and stuff. Um, I'll still order those things. And, and like, you could look at Sean's Instagram, he'll go to Wendy's and order like, three pounds of just hamburger meat with nothing else. <laughs> so I've become a regular, I don't I hate to say that I do it at McDonald's, but I do, especially when I'm traveling. Um, you know, it's easier to, to, I'd rather eat that on the road than uh, something full of processed carbs and, and sugar. It's much safer actually to do that. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I feel a lot better uh, to be honest with you. Um, as far as, uh, here's one, one other thing I want to ask you because uh, this came to my attention. One of one of my good friends told me he heard a, some another podcast. I don't even remember which one it was, but that they have started making uh, petri dish meat now, and yeah, yeah. And so, as a hunter, and he told it might have even been on Joe Rogan. I'm not sure, but he told the the host of the show. He's like, within my lifetime, I guarantee you that we will be frowned upon for killing our own food, even more so today because it, than, than today because it's going to be available in a petri dish basically. 
So I don't want to eat that. I, and I hate that, that that's even a possibility, to be honest with you. You know, we all depend on other life forms in order to sustain ourselves. There's just no way around that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the more that we really come to terms with that, the better care we'll take of our natural environment. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's a good investment in our future as a species to, you know, not only value animals and, and value those who hunt them for us. I don't know how I would live without all of you. But, um, but you know, to value the land and value the, the, their wildness and, you know, the health of their environment. So I think it's actually a very in, a pro-environmental message. Have you ever hunted yourself? No, I never have. Would that be something you'd entertain? It is something I'd entertain. Uh-huh. That's, well, that's wonderful to hear, you know, that uh, you're open-minded about it. And, and I, you know, I, I, I want to hear that from someone who does eat. I mean, you're 100% carnivore right now. So um, I think that our society just has this disconnect with where food actually comes from and the fact that something has to die every time you put a piece of meat in your mouth, whether that's fish, chicken, deer, beef, whatever. Something died. Something has to die when you eat plant-based as well. All of the creatures, I don't know, have you ever, uh, do you know who um, Nicolette uh, Nyman Hahn is? No, ma'am. So she wrote a book called Defending Beef, Mm -hmm. and uh, she's a cow rancher and very smart, and uh, makes some wonderful arguments for, you know, for for eating animals and and against eating a plant-based diet for environmental reasons, basically Whenever you clear a field to plant a monocrop, you're destroying the ecosystem of many, many small creatures, you know, birds and worms and insects and uh, mice and all kinds of things. And, And for a long, long time, and you're also, you know, poisoning essentially the land, especially depending on how you're using it. So... Um, there are a lot of arguments on both sides. I don't think it's an easy answer. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Those are good points, though. You know, I've never... So I generally don't entertain vegans or vegetarians when they get on our page and start... They're never cordial about it, you know? Uh, It's usually just vile hate, and so I just block them and move on with my day. But if they ever want to have a conversation, and it's very rare that they do, but some people are are willing to listen once in a blue moon, uh, that's something that I think I ought to have to mention to them in the future. I would recommend it because um, it's just another, it's another, it's the other side of the coin. I think a lot of people who eat a plant-based diet think that they're, you know, it's coming from a good place. They're, they think it's coming from for, uh, from a compassionate place. Mm-hmm. It, they just don't have all the facts. And uh, so, I mean, I understand the strong feelings on both sides. You know, as a psychiatrist, I try to, you know, think about things sure. <laughs> from everybody's point of view. I understand the anger. I understand um, you know, the passion about, you know, wanting to care for animals. But if you really want to care for animals, you have to care for all the animals, not just the big ones with the mm-hmm. big brown eyes. Right, right. <laughs> well, so let me ask you, what what are the things that you eat on a daily basis that give your body, your brain, all of those essential vitamins and nutrients that we discussed earlier on? Yeah, so I'll give you an example for today. Uh, this, let's see, it's about 3 o'clock here in Massachusetts. So this morning I had duck breast uh, for breakfast, and then I had another one for lunch. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember what we're having for dinner, but it, it'll be, you know, an, an animal. And uh, we buy, if, whenever possible, like you said, you, when you're traveling, you have very little control. But whenever possible, we buy from our local butcher. And, the, you know, the, the local butcher husband and wife team, they get their all of their meat locally. Um, you can't always do that, but, you know, that's something I try to do to support, you know, local local animal industry. So. And so do you worry about, uh, like, how much fat that you eat? Like, 
I know like Dr. Baker, for example, is all he's pro butter, pro bacon. Um, <laughs> he obviously he trains very hard, so he probably needs it more so than anyone else and burns it off very quickly. But do you monitor your intake on that stuff or just kind of whatever? I don't monitor at all, um, but I also don't tend to add fat. I don't. I mean, I buy fatty cuts of meat, and I eat the meat with its natural fat, uh-huh. or the seafood, or the poultry, or whatever it is, with the skin and the fat. I don't. I don't add any, and I don't take any away. Okay. And for me, that works. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a hard. Not a hardcore athlete. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, so so I don't feel like I need to do anything else. Um, there are some people who do need to be careful with their fat intake. If you're trying to lose weight and you're stuck, you might need to lower your fat intake a little bit so you can burn your own fat. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, people don't need to worry. Right on. I like hearing that because I do love I do love bacon so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to put bacon on my wild game to, to just <laughs> add some fat, you know, because wild game is very lean. Uh, we had some bacon. Uh, we had uh, bison burgers with bacon yesterday. It does help. With, uh, it makes it a little tastier, a little fattier. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure you didn't have uh, obviously no bread with that. So. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Do you use any condiments? Uh, the salt. Um, different. I, I actually have a lot of flavored salts because I have I, I have a lot of food sensitivities. So there are quite a few spices that I can't that I don't do well with. Mm-hmm. So most of what I use is salt, sometimes some pepper, sometimes, you know, some citrus, but beyond that, really not much of anything. Okay. Okay. Well, so it's refreshing to hear a, you know, respected psychiatrist talk about her um, health problems that she was experiencing. I know you're, I think you're in your forties. And then 10 years later, after this adjusted diet, you feel better than you ever have in your life. A hundred percent true. And uh, now maybe I'm maybe I'm strange. Maybe there's something strange about me. But when I read the science, and I've been reading the science very closely for ten years, I can't find. Even when I look, I cannot find any evidence that meat is bad for us. It doesn't cause cancer. It doesn't cause heart disease. It doesn't cause high blood pressure. It doesn't cause obesity or diabetes. There is no evidence, and it wouldn't make sense. For there to be any evidence, we've been eating animals for, you know, 1.8 million years. Why would suddenly an ancient whole food be responsible for modern health problems? Right, right. Any sense? None at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fascinating stuff that there, that there are so many people out there who claim that it is. Uh, like, all of a sudden, humans evolved to the point where our bodies just reject meat. So, uh, right. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense at all. Um well, it's it's been very interesting. What uh, what are some good resources for people if they want to check out? Um, I think you have a blog, um, website, all that good stuff. Social media. Yeah, sure. Um, so I have a website. It's called diagnosisdiet.com, or people can just type my name into Google. It'll come up. My name's uh, first name is Georgia, and my last name is E D E. Um, and I've got uh, several, quite a few by now, videos available online. If people you know don't like to read and they prefer to watch a video, uh, I also write uh, frequently for Psychology Today. I have a blog on Psychology Today, and I speak at various conferences around the country. So, um, and I'm on social media. Twitter is at Georgia EMD and Facebook, uh, Georgia EMD. Right on. Well, let me ask you this as we close. If you were going to take up my offer to go hunting sometime, what would you want to hunt? Oh, duck. Ducks? All right. I've got, I've got a lab. I've got a chocolate lab. She's a, a perfect lady in the blind, so uh, it would be a treat. If you come down to Texas to lecture anytime this winter, 
just shoot me an email and we'll make it happen. Seriously? Yeah, you bet. Oh, that's, that, that, wow, what a fantastic offer. That's Absolutely. really special. Yeah. Well, I try to take at least one person that has never hunted hunting every year, and you can be that person. So I would take <laughs> you up on that. What a great offer. Yeah. Well, shoot me an email. We'll, get it, we'll make it happen. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot for your interest. How about that? <laughs> We're going to take Dr. E duck hunting. Uh, seriously, if she, and it sounds like she's very interested, uh, but uh, we will make that happen if she comes down to Texas this fall. Uh, that segment of the presentation proudly brought to you by Horizon Firearms. Y'all have seen the pictures. You've heard me talk about my custom 7 mag, and I just took that thing over to South Africa two weeks ago. Bad news for animals, because when you pull the trigger, animals tump over. Horizon will customize your own rifle, your caliber, spec it out however you like. You can find them at horizonfirearms.com. Up next, we talk a little archery and maybe mix in some broadhead discussion with Larry McCoy of Elite Archery and Slick Trick Broadheads. You're listening to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. And I've got $2 in the jukebox, $5 in a bottle, 10 more just in case that don't do the trick. Hey guys, Cable here, and I need to tell you about the Go Wild app. If you've experienced any kind of hatred on social media from anti-hunters, from tree huggers, and the like, then check out the growing Go Wild community. It's free. It's available for both iPhones and Android. It's a great place to trade hunting and fishing stories, recipes, and share some of those bragging board moments of your outdoor successes. Check it out. It's the Go Wild app, available for both iPhones and Androids. Hey, hey, all you waterfowl junkies out there. Cable here for TX Duck Blinds, highly durable and highly mobile customized duck blinds built by duck hunters for duck hunters. Each blind is built from solid steel by professional welders and field tested before shipment. A duck season will come and go, but guess what? Your TX Duck Blind is built to last. Customize yours today by calling 817-965-1306. You can also find them at texasduckblinds.com or check them out on Instagram and Facebook at TX Duck Blinds. Off the trails, the name of that one there from the Dirty River Boys, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoors show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Cable Smith here with you. Thank you, guys and gals, for being here today. I do appreciate it. Hope everybody is making time to shoot their bows this summer. I know I have been slacking after moving in Africa, uh, which I did not take a bow to Africa. But uh, elk is on my brain, that is for sure. I did draw a tag in New Mexico, so it's time to amp up the archery practice. For those of you who have been shooting your bow nonstop, <laughs> congrats to you guys and gals because uh, you've got a lot less work to do. Uh, with that being said, we are all set to talk a little archery with our good friend Larry McCoy of Elite Archery and uh, Elite's Respect the Game TV show. But before we do that, this segment of the show Proudly brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit. You know, land is the one thing they're not making any more of. We all want it. And if you're in a position 
where you're ready to finance your own slice of paradise for recreating, hunting, or just to get out of the concrete jungle, then give Lone Star Ag Credit a call. They've been doing this for over 100 years, and they've got you covered. So if you're ready to make the plunge, then you know what to do. Go to LoneStarAgCredit.com today. All right, uh, well, let's go ahead and bring on our good friend Larry McCoy of the Outdoor Group. They own Slick Trick Broadheads and Elite Archery, of course, among other interests. Uh, But Larry, always great to talk archery with you, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks. It's always great to be on. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. So uh, I I won't say that there's ever a downtime in this uh, industry. I know that it seems like you're always running around, you know, putting out fires. But what have you been up to of late? Well, you know, it's been busy. The TOG factory, you know, with everything, uh, everything's under one roof now. So there's been quite a transition there. Uh, and so it's everything's kind of a work in progress. I wish we could say that, uh, you know, uh, everything is going to run nice and smooth like we'd like. But, you know, just like anything else, you know, hiccups come up here and there and problems arise. And, you know, you just got to address them as they come. Yeah. Pretty much get, getting the factory dialed in and, and trying, you know, trying to get geared up uh, for for this upcoming hunt season. Yeah, which you guys will start up uh, probably with some antelope stuff in August. Yeah, yeah, correct. Respect game crew and uh, stuff. We'll be we'll be headed out west. We have some antelope hunts planned. We'll be uh, hunting out. Uh, then we go to uh, Montana, Powder River Outfitters with Travis Anderson and them guys out there again, and uh, do some deer hunt and antelope hunt combo and super super awesome camp we always look forward to that trip awesome yeah i actually just went to montana for a spring bear hunt uh, that was my first time up there a couple weeks ago so uh big sky country did not disappoint that is for sure yeah yeah montana is one of my favorite states i mean it doesn't matter what part of the state you get a little bit different geography in each uh each corner it seems like but man it's a beautiful place yeah oh hunt. we didn't come home with a bear but uh that wasn't even <laughs> when i left there i was like that was one of the not that I'm, you know, I don't take it personal anymore when when I do get skunked. I used to when I was younger, uh, but now you kind of your your mentality changes a little bit, and and you're just thankful for the day spent in the outdoors, you know, and the and the views and uh, everything else that Montana had to offer. I saw my first grizzly bear, so that was cool. Heck yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, Montana is there's definitely it's a game rich environment, and it's an experience in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Let's talk a little bit about the ritual because this is the bow that is, um, well, it's kind of the bow that everyone's been talking about. And Elite just keeps reinventing themselves every year, coming out with something better, smoother, faster. Um, tell us a little bit about the ritual. What separates it from, you know, uh, everything else that's out there? One word that separates it, and that's efficiency. You know, from a bow hunter's perspective, uh, you know, we're not really – we don't hear that word a whole lot and, and nor does a bow hunter honestly do they do they ever really look how efficient is my bow you know all they really care about is where the arrow's hitting mm-hmm. but uh the story behind the ritual is you know we have our, our engineers as they were you know putting uh, uh in development of this bow they they had they were running all their tests with our through our equipment and such and we uh the responses that we're getting, they they almost just couldn't believe. It was like, I man, there's no way, you know, the output of this bow is it is what it is. So they actually <laughs> paid to have them, they are, you know, our equipment recalibrated, because they just couldn't believe it. And then they were getting the same readings. They're like, my gosh. Well, and 
so we've just continued to build on that platform. And and if those of you, you know who out there are listening, is if you've seen the ritual, you notice there's not a lot of rubber components on the boats because you don't need it. Uh, efficiency, uh, I'll define it in from an archery uh, terms. Really, it just translates to noise, uh, noise and vibration. Uh, if you, uh, it's more energy is being transferred through the arrow versus outward through the limbs. Uh, you know, uh, therefore the bow is going to be quiet, uh, and there's more energy that's going to be transferred through the arrow. Mm-hmm. So what that means, what that means is that if you're a shorter draw length, uh, you know, everybody goes and rates bows on the IBO speed. Uh, well, those are per certain specs. So if uh, if an IBO bow shoots 340 feet per second, uh, you know that's at 30 inches. So if a 20 a guy that's shooting 27 inches Obviously, he's not going to get that IBO speed. Well, so the efficiency being there's more energy going through the arrow and not out, so that that guy with a shorter draw length, he's going to be able to maintain a little bit higher speed uh, than he than he would on on several other bows on the market, just because uh, the bow is more efficient. More of the energy is being released through the arrow where it's supposed to be. Right, right. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Mine draws 28 and a half, so I, uh, I'm certainly taking advantage of that efficiency, no doubt about it. Um, it's very it's very odd, though, to, to hear a, about a bow being manufactured that has no rubber parts at all. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we, we constantly get emails at the factory, you know, uh, this bow doesn't have, uh, you know, limb savers or limb dampeners. And stuff and, and, uh, but it's really quiet, you know, it's really quiet. Obviously, you know, you can... You can purchase uh, an ad- if you if you feel the need to, but honestly, from a from a decimal perspective and, and sound perspective, it, you know it is the quietest boat out there. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Um, so it's a uh, it's cool too. People can check out the hashtag Honor the Ritual on Instagram and uh, mm-hmm. find out what everyone else is saying about the bow. Um, what about as far as Slick Trick? And this is the great thing about the Outdoor Group is you guys have uh, so many awesome brands, um, you know, Scott Archery, Slick Trick, many others under one roof. Um, one that I've been shooting, and this was even before the outdoor group purchased Slick Trick. I've been shooting these broadheads for nine years now. Um, and they're the only broadhead that I've shot actually at an animal. And the way I look at it is, you know, if you've never had to, to really track a wounded animal because Slick Trick just destroys them, then why switch? So, uh, right. Yeah. That's what that's what I love about them, and I haven't ever. And I'll be honest with you, um, I haven't even switched over and tried the mechanical ones, just because I, I absolutely love my Slick Trick Vipers. I mean, I've destroyed elk with that thing. I know there's some new things though that are out there, like the Wicked Trick and the Raptor Trick. Let's start with the Wicked Trick. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, yeah, we released we lost the the Wicked Trick uh, at the eight, 2018 ATA show and. Uh, it's a, it's it's really. I, I tested on actually some some hogs down in uh, down in Texas shooting uh, shooting pigs and and we did some field testing through other big game animals as well and it really it, it's uh, it's kind of a, a cross between the grizz trick and the the viper trick. Uh-huh. Uh, so it has the viper trick style low impact uh, low resistance feral. Uh, and then it's got the blade angle of the Viper Trick main blade and kind of the bleeder blade of where the, what the Grizz Trick was. So it's kind of a hybrid head in between the two of those, and it does leave a devastating wound channel. Uh, 
they fly absolutely great. Uh, as do mo- most of the slick trucks do. Um, all of the slick trucks do. Uh, all steel, you know, all steel construction, and uh, you know, I couldn't be happier with the output of that head for sure. So, is it designed specifically with like hogs in mind? Uh, no, not not really. You can shoot. It, you can really pretty much shoot anything with it. it yeah. What what it was, it just has a little bit bigger cutting diameter. Okay. Uh, and uh, with the low impact, because uh, really the way the 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 head is designed is the point of the head is is has an angle that's going to be very very low resistance on impact. Uh, to where it's going to almost relieve the little bit wider cut of the bleeder blades as they're going through. Uh-huh. So, uh, so really, really high uh, high penetration. Uh, you're going to continue to see with that head and and great arrow flight. Okay, okay. I mean, and, and I might not be the best spokesman for Slick Trick because I mean, I keep using the same broadhead, and I don't. Yeah. I haven't really experimented with all the other ones. And the reason why is just because you know once you once you tune your bow to a certain broadhead. Uh, I, I just stick with that, you know. It's a it's a matter of right. confidence and comfort. But one that I one that I have played around with a lot is the Rip Trick, and that's because I've got these damn rabbits that just keep destroying my garden <laughs> in my backyard, yeah. and and the neighbors don't have to know, you know. If they they don't hear a bow, um, if they if they yeah. knew what I was doing, they'd probably have a problem with it. But uh, I've got a pretty good a pretty good graveyard of cottontails going at this point. Yeah, a lot of you know, a lot of people don't even know that Slick Trick offers a small game head, and which is the Rip Kit Rip Trick, uh, like you mentioned. That mm-hmm. uh, it's a the, the, them things they fly incredibly well. I always have a have some with me when I go out west, uh, you know, for prairie dogs or, or whatever. You know, you know, it's uh, they're always fun to fun to shoot them things out there, and and they are absolutely devastating as well. Uh, anything from coons to to like you said, rabbits. Prairie dogs, you name it, uh, they're they're a devastating head as well. Yeah, but the rip trick, yeah, that's our small game head, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I would highly recommend if you're a bow hunter, pick up a pack of rip tricks and give them a shot. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so. And and so like what I, what I like about them is, um, so I've got my my viper tricks for my my elk setup, and then I've got um, always have one arrow in the quiver with a with a rip trick on there because. Where especially where I go in New Mexico or Colorado, where you know there's grouse everywhere, and right. uh, and I don't want to waste one of those other ones on a, on a small game. You know, it actually destroys them. Part of, part of the reason why, uh, but that, right. yeah. yeah, that small game head is perfect. Um, what about yeah. the uh, the raptor trick? This is something that is also relatively new for you guys. Um, a lot of folks might not be familiar with it yet. Yeah, we, it's really uh, grown from legs. Uh, the the Raptor trick. We launched it actually last year, and and it's really coming to play. A lot of people were getting. Uh, we had a good year with it last year. Uh, I was never, honestly, I was never a big mechanical guy until we developed this head. And I'm not just saying that because you know I, I work for the outdoor group. It's just I was always a fixed guy because I didn't want any excuses. You know, if I didn't want to be thinking in my head, well, the, the blade didn't open or, or... I mean, you hear too many horror stories about it, you know? Exactly. exactly. So we designed that, what I would consider the perfect mechanical, and that's just because feral design, the way the blades are offset, the way the bevel on the blades are, uh, meaning they're single beveled. Uh, so on one side of the blade, you're going to see the bevel on one on that side, and then on the opposite side, you're going to see the bevel on the other side. What that does is that, that lets the... Uh, uh, that lets the broadhead continue to turn. So it's uh, 
very, very all steel construction and very, very low impact ferrule design because what people mostly complain, complain about with a mechanical head is no exit hole. Well, every animal that I shot with the Raptor trick last year had an exit hole. Uh, and I was super, super pleased with it. And I couldn't, you know, it's, it's continued to grow, grow some legs and be a pretty popular uh, saw after head. And what grain options do you get in that one? Uh, right now it's a hundred, it's just available in a hundred grain. Uh, -huh. uh but what's the cutting diameter? The two inches on the, on uh, -huh. okay. Right on. So, so the nice thing about too, the Raptor trick is, you know, if you look at the design of the head, the ferrule, uh, the blades are offset back, so the ferrule is actually in, so you're in past the rib uh, on the entrance hole uh, before the blades completely deploy. So you're going to have probably an inch to a little bit over an inch entrance hole, and if you have a, you know, when, with an exit hole, you're going to have a two-inch exit hole. So, uh, awesome so plenty, blood uh, Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So we, we've had nothing but really good positive uh, response on the head. Okay, and then one other thing I did want to hit on, and... Uh, I'll be honest with you. I have never shot a crossbow in my life, not one time. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not one of those people that judges folks to do because, like, if my son wants to get into archery, the first thing I'm going to do is be like, okay, well, what's the easiest thing for him to shoot if he wants to go hunting? I'm going to get him a crossbow. Or if you're an old guy or a disabled vet, maybe, maybe you, uh, you know, you pitched in college and your shoulders wrecked or whatever the case. There's plenty of reasons why people should be allowed to hunt with crossbows, and, and I'm a proponent of, of them being allowed to hunt. During the archery only season, it doesn't bother me. But just right. like I said, personally, I've never shot one. Um, but I know you guys have a new one out there as far as uh, the Cam X line. I think it's called the A4. Yes, yes. We're super, super excited about this crossbow. We've got a lot of a uh, lot of technologies went into this crossbow, and and uh, that's going to be partial to Cam X. Uh, the inboard cam system. Uh, we actually build we build bows and equipment for the hunter. Uh, you know, ultimately, yeah. Will the boat, will it go out and shoot a hundred yards? Yeah, of course it will. As a matter of fact, it comes with a hundred yard vertical scope, but we're not going to condone saying, Hey, yeah, go out and shoot animals in a hundred yards with a crossbow. Uh, it's, it's just for, uh, uh, recreational use only, but the, the boat comes pre-sighted in, uh, you know, so basically you just put one bolt in it and you're ready to go hunting. And, uh, but the boat's super, it's the quietest crossbow ever developed. Uh, and, it's built for the hunter. Uh, like uh, for one one key component that I'll show you when I, I talked about inboard cam system, that means that the cams are inside the limb tips. Uh -huh. They're not sticking out. So when you're sitting there in a blind or whatever, first thing people do is they'll set their crossbow on the ground. Well, if it's if it's muddy, dirty, or whatever, uh, you just you know not, next thing you know you got a muddy cam, uh, right? So you got a muddy cam, so your strings and everything go through there. And, and you don't want to uh, basically hinder any obstruction within the, the operation of the crossbow. So we put the cam, we put all the cams inside. You can set that thing down. The cams are totally out of the way. And like I said, safety was our number one precaution there. Uh, we have what we call a, a thumb saver uh, and a thumb saver two on this crossbow, so it protects your fingers from both. Uh, both the string and the cable, mm -hmm. uh, and also what you will notice whenever you shoot the crossbow, it does it, it does have the finest trigger available on any crossbow out there. Okay, and <laughs> what is the MSRP on the uh, A4? Uh, the MSRP on the A4 is 1099, 
uh, comes in at speeds at 370 feet per second. Each particular bow that leaves the factory has been shot. You will get the test target with those with those four arrows that come with the with the crossbow. <laughs> well, isn't that awesome? Yeah, That's pretty cool. Um, okay, and then one thing I wanted to ask you though, because I forgot to, what is the what is the price tag on the ritual? Because uh, that's the one I want to persuade or, or you know, at least tell our listeners they should check it out. Go shoot it at their local bow shop. Yeah, the MSRP on the uh, on the ritual is nine ninety nine. Okay, so very competitive there. Awesome stuff. Good luck this upcoming season. I know you're going to be all over the place. Uh, antelope, elk, whitetail, filming for respect the game. I look forward to uh, to following along in the adventure. Yeah, well, I appreciate. It. Thanks for having me on cable, and uh, anytime. Uh, I love I love coming on here. And uh, who doesn't like to sit around talking? Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll see you. Take care. All right, Larry McCoy of the Outdoor Group and Elite Archery. And by the way, you can check out Elite Archery's Respect the Game on both Sportsman's Channel and the Hunt Channel. Uh, so give that a whirl if you haven't already. Set those DVRs. Uh, that segment of the show. Proudly brought to you by Overstocks and Bargains, your discount ammunition supplier. Here's what they did. They went to Gander Mountain when they went out of business, bought all their ammo, and now they're selling it to you and I at deeply discounted prices. And uh, on top of those discounts, by the way, here's a cool thing. You'll save another 10% if you use my promo code LONESTAR when you check out at overstocksandbargains.com. Uh, man, just looking at the clock, we've got to go. Got to get out of here, flat out of time. Do want to say thanks to all of our guests today, of course, Larry McCoy, also Dr. Georgia Ede, and of course, our old friend and crappie victim de jour, Greg Pavor of Pavor Outdoors. We'll do it again, same time, same place next week. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Until then, I'm Cable Smith saying... Y'all have a great week in the outdoors. It's too late. It's all gone. You had your chance. You took too long. Like you are.